Ulrich, guess what time it is? Podcast time. It's a podcast time. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly it's not actually podcast time because I just uh, said a profanity. You said a profanity? Should you just, are you just going to bleep it out? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, just nobody will ever know what yeah, I said. Just bleep out every time we say <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that one out, too. All right, you guys. Uh, yeah, we're back. We didn't disappear. This is the Roads and Traveled podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Ulrich is here, as always. As always. We're che- chilling here. Uh, we got the mood lighting going. It's we're, nice. It's a little dark in here. Oh, uh, can I grab another beer? Is that chill? Oh, dude, go for it. All right, sick. So, uh, what what's happened since the last podcast? As you get your beer. Uh, what has happened? Here, let me think. <clears throat> okay, things we're going to get to on this podcast, okay? Right. Uh, I'm going to quickly brush over CTSV uh, and how it compares to E92M3C63, because I can kind of do that. No, you can't. No, yeah, I'm joking. I can. You kind of have to, because there's nothing else to compare it to. Yeah, exactly. But at the and same time, you can't. The E92 M3 and the C63 are a lot closer than it, they are t- to the CTS. But fair enough, fair enough. I'll get to it that later. Um, and then we need to talk about our shooting slash hunting trip this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited for that, actually. Because I have nowhere, uh, or no idea, rather, where to go- where we're going. Yeah, and I don't think we've actually does. decided yeah. that yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. And uh, it's in a day and a half, essentially. Not we have, we have day, tomorrow to plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's all we need. Oh, yeah, you tomorrow I'll um, go look up some Google Maps and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, when we go to film, that's how I find the roads, right? Just look on Google Maps. Yeah, that's all we'll do. <clears throat> yeah, no, it should be good, though. It should be good. What else happened since then? What have we done? Snow drifting. Um, yeah, we did that. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been kind of quiet, though, just because there has been a lot of snow. and Christmas, well, New Year's. Yeah, there's that. And then not so much the snow, but the ice that comes after the snow, it kind of renders a lot of driving places obsolete. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, like, a lot of the roads in Vancouver are just messed up. Like, I heard a lot of horns today. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were shooting SIDS uh, BMW on bags, like an older 6 Series, 635 CIS, I believe it's called. Yeah. He bought it with bags. But it's funny because it's, like, like you were saying, it's super icy. Yeah. Ev- everywhere yeah and he's on mismatching summer tires like high performance summer <laughs> tires <laughs> but i mean he's down to come out for a photo shoot yeah and um we were discussing the rwb build that's happening in like three weeks where nakai is gonna be here again yeah first one of the season there he's Poor gonna guy. be here a bunch of times throughout the next like eight to ten months nice yeah that'd be that'd be cool to go check that one out again yeah it should be good so csv CTSV. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, I'm just going to go right off the bat. Yeah. I don't like them. I've never been in one. I've yeah, yeah, never yeah. driven yeah. one. I yeah. just don't like them. From a, like, from a... They look awesome. Okay, I was going to say either from a visual standpoint or from, like, a philosophy, like, what the just car's full, built to just, do. Well, my... F- okay, this is, this is... People are not going to like me for this, but I don't care. <laughs> I just think Americans don't know how to build cars properly. <laughs> No, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. I just think that lots of they're, they're definitely getting better at it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, their cars are starting to get. And when I say don't know how to build cars, I mean like as far as track handling. You know, like the Germans have always been known. Like, if you want a car that handles well, you buy something from Europe. 
Not necessarily yeah. German, but you buy... Or Japanese, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But no one ever goes like, oh, I want something that can go around a track really quick. Oh, I'm going to buy a Mustang. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But they're getting better, right? Like the new Vipers, like the ACR Viper, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll give them that. They're getting better. But I still got that, like... But in the again, back of my head, I still like it's a shitty Cadillac with uh, too much power. Uh, but yeah. tell me, try are you, you going to try and like change my mind? Or? Uh, I mean, half, not really. <laughs> too much power, yeah. yeah. Too much power for the transmission, yeah. yeah. Like it's, I mean, I drove the auto, right? So it, right. So stick might make it different. Stick would have changed the experience one hundred percent. It would have been another one of those like wow, this is a crazy modified, like, whereas, like, it felt just, like, a crazy fast. I mean, this was putting down, it has never been on a dyno, but I looked at, like, I have the mod list, right? right? So it's got, right. like, it's got rods, it's got pistons, it's got cams. Um, It's stock supercharger, but it's got a pulley, like, a smaller pulley. Right, right. And that basically tacked on, like, 250 horsepower. Yeah, do you know what, like, how many pounds of boost the supercharger is running? I don't know that. Okay. No, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I, I could probably ask, but... Yeah. um. Yeah, basically stock supercharger, right? Um, stock from the factory, they come with 556 horsepower at the crank. So that's a 6.2 liter supercharged V8, right, from the that's factory. Nuts. And then this one's putting down about 800 at the crank. Right. On winter tires, driving in like negative two weather, negative two degrees Celsius. Yeah, so you have to take that into account as well. With 285s on the back. Yeah. 285s. Yeah. It's not a big tire, but it's not a small tire either. 255s on the front, 285s on the back. Yeah. So the front on that car is the same as the rares on my car. Yours are bigger than 255s. No, I've got 255s in the back. Oh my god, that's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> that's it hilarious. is retarded. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to go to, like, when I go to the Mercedes dealership, I keep wanting to shit on them for it and just be like, you guys are retarded. <laughs> you could have made this, this could have been, and then I keep thinking, okay, the Black Series version is actually, like, wider, like, a wider body and way wider wheels and yes, tires. Yes, yeah, yeah, So, they kind of did do that, but... Yeah. But, how much is a freaking Black Series, dude? I don't even want to know. Yeah. I've never seen one. Nope, me either. I don't think they were ever sold in Canada. It's funny, because we've seen multiple SLS Black Series, but never C63 Blacks. Yeah. Which is really strange. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sorry, CTSV. No, yeah, CTSV. Uh, the, the, I'm just going to start out with the biggest bad spot of that car is the, the transmission obviously right it's it's not a good transmission no. this was went back when they had the six-speed auto right right and not the new like whatever zf seven speed right, that, right. like the new corvette uses the new camaro uses which is probably a good transmission that auto even still you see videos of people using paddles on the new corvette no not good it's probably well it's probably the equivalent of like your car in like a 2017 right. like hundred thousand dollar corvette yeah, like, fair enough. You would expect it to be a bit snappier. Yeah, but it's the Americans. I mean, they're, they're manual transmissions. That's what they do. Right, yeah. For the most part. Um, but that was definitely the biggest sore spot. Like, it would... It was definitely very jerky at times. It would do... Like, even full throttle, I would pull the paddle, like, a thousand RPMs before a red line, and by the time it would shift, it would already hit the rev limiter and basically just, like, buckle and, like... Oh. So it was like you would have to pull it like fifteen hundred RPM before a red line if you wanted to time the shift properly. Um, yeah, it's kind of fucky. Which is kind of so. I was, like, if you want to do straight line, just yeah. put it in drive. Just yeah, I was gonna say. So, did you drive it in like? Obviously, you drove it in quote unquote manual mode and eighty um, percent of the time. And then, but what was it like in full auto mode? Was it meh? 
No, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was yeah. a it was a good automatic transmission in auto mode. Right, yes. right, yeah. Yeah. It was just when you it's just two little buttons on the steering wheel. It was like this is what you're saying. When people think of America, they don't think about cars that go around corners. This to me, like I haven't driven a first gen CTSV. Right. And now I kind of want to just because they're so cheap, because this to me felt like the awkward in between years of America trying to figure it out. Recession time. Right. Being like, we don't know what we're like. We're still making <laughs> crap cars yeah. to now where it's like they're people getting, are starting yeah, they're to take notice. There. But you're still tr- like you were saying, they're still trying to sh- shake the stigma of like, oh, yeah. America, we're fat and drink yeah. lots of beer. And, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I mean too much power in quotes. I mean, you could say that about anything. The car is freaking hella fast. Like it's crazy fast. Like yeah. go from like eight kilometers an hour to sixteen kilometers an hour in like a gear shift right Jesus. and the gears are like extra long obviously because it's an auto right right so a fun car but a fun car here's the thing but a lot of potential so i started a lot of potential now the owner of this car wants to put like an aftermarket supercharger on it right and go for like the, like 900 950 horsepower at the crank kind of thing right um but here's the thing we're gonna revisit it in the summer 100 percent. i told him i was like i want to get this car with super sticky tires and you know really bring it out um and actually, like, do it in the grip. Because I was, in the corners, was not pushing it, dude. Like, if I hit, I don't want to hit black eyes. No, fair enough. I was enough. not pushing it at all. No, That's why all enough. the, if you look at the video, it's just, like, straight, straight, straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so you didn't really get a chance to feel, like, suspension, body, stuff like that in the car? Steering? Eh, not really. No. no. Steering weight was good, but I honestly, yeah, I didn't push it hard enough to actually get a feel of, like, yeah. how the chassis works and how, like, weight transfer and, yeah. no. But... As raw power, it was sounded insane. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> like the gods have woken and yeah. like. That's one thing I will oh. I will say oh. for any like V eight American. Well, yeah, for most V eight American cars, they sound bloody amazing. Yeah, but um, I did actually. If you watch the video, I can I mentioned the C sixty three AMG's transmission. Because right. I'm like, a lot of people in the automotive journalism space, like even when that car first came out, Said complained it was about the transmission, right? Even saying, like, that transmission sucks. And in the video, I'm like, yeah, this is worse than that. So just just to put it in context of, like, right. what the worst, like, people were saying was the worst, you know, paddle shift. For a higher-end car. For a very, like, a high-end sports coupe. Right. Um, and this is definitely worse than that. <laughs> hmm. I'd be interesting to see, like, because what year was that one, the CTSV? Ooh, I'm going to say like 08 to 2010, roughly in there. It's like six, seven years old at this point. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see like, say like take a 2013 CTSV, like, or just take a CTSV, an AMG, Mm -hmm. an M series and an RS of all the same year and generation kind of thing. Yeah. And then test them. Back to back in the same day, get like half an hour, hour in each car and just really beat on them. Yeah. Yeah. On a test track. Maybe yes. Area 27. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the dream. That's for sure the dream. Um, but yeah, having now like the E92 M3, the C63 AMG, and the Cadillac, okay? Right. So the C60, like your C63, right. and the M3 I drove were both... The M3 had an exhaust, but other than that, they were both stock. Right. Right. And then this was just like crazy modified and like had sway bars and all that shit, right? Um, interior, Mercedes, hands down. Really? Those, I would have actually thought the BMW. No, no. Interesting. I personally like the Mercedes interior by far the best out of all three of them. Okay. Um, 
the CTSV felt a lot closer to the C63 in like in spirit, as in like very tail happy. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, the like the profile of the nose in comparison to how much car you have behind you, right, is right. kind of the same. Like they're roughly the same size. Yeah, yeah, I could I could believe that. Um, uh, but yeah, the Cadillac interior is. Uh, it's uh, like I was saying. It's it's the awkward years, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not that great. Yeah, like, there wasn't money for R and D kind of thing. No, no. It, although one thing I and I did mention this in the video as well is the screen isn't just like you know how new Mazdas and stuff, and like the AMG GTS even has this where the screen's just planted on on the dash. That me too. I hate that Cadillac just like rises up. Oh, okay, nice. and then goes down. So redeeming qualities here and there. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. So, the only one you have... Well, not the only one. There's a couple more cars in that group to do. But yeah. one I'm excited is uh, to do an RS4. Yeah. Because that's in that same category. Yeah. And then you would have done all the Euro guys. And I feel like the RS models might be the most daily drivable yeah, out of all those. Drive. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And they look the most tame, too. I don't think it is, though. What, like I the think new it, RS4s? Oh, I think that car must be completely fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I saw an... Speaking of interiors, I saw an S4. Not even an RS4. I saw an S4 today. Mm. Stick shift S4. Uh, like, one of the newer ones. Yeah. Um, And I just, like, walking past it, I looked at the interior. Gorgeous interior. Oh, Gorgeous. really? Gorgeous, yeah. I gotta say, like, Audi's interior is probably the most... And they're actually, to be honest, they're external styling too. I would have actually taken an RS4 over the CCC3 had I been more patient. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but then, come on, no brake stands, no like cool stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's very much a. It would be hard to, you know, show someone that, hey, this is like a crazy, like this has really good capabilities. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you'd have to put it on a track or something for Push someone it further, to actually, yeah. yeah. I feel like at least, but yeah. I would agree with you. Like, even just having seen videos, like I've never sat in a new R8, but the if if the RS4 is anything like the interior of the new R8, it's like, ooh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I guess that's why everyone, well, lots of people take the R8 over, say, like, uh, like oh, the newer ones, right? So like the new R8 versus the Huracan. I feel like the R8's interior, I would actually prefer to the Huracan. It's technically the same car. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. So, oh, if you get the V10, all right. Yes, um, yeah, the V10 Plus, yeah. It's just, like, a more robust or, I don't know, it just lasts longer than maybe the Lamborghini does, and the seats are way more comfortable. That's the one thing I've yeah. heard from people with a Huracan is apparently the seats are god-awful. People say that about Ferraris, too. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing. It is, yeah. I sat in a 488 once, like, in a showroom, and that car literally feels like you're sitting on, like you're sitting on the floor. Yes, it feels like you're yeah. sitting on the floor, and this is like a brand new. It's you're so low in that car; it's crazy. I like that feeling, though. Yeah, yeah. There's some people that don't like it. Like I know some people that'll get in a car and they'll jack the seat up as high as they can go. Whenever I get in a car, I'm like, get the seat as low to the ground yeah. as possible. Yeah, just inspires more confidence in a corner. I feel like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, as long as you have like adequate road visibility ahead of you yeah yeah like within reason right yeah yeah yeah. don't i was gonna say something bad but i'm not gonna say it (laughs) well i I felt like when i sat in the 488 it was like 
I would have had to if I was actually going to drive. I probably would have had to raise it up, but right, just because right. I'm short, because like <laughs> the Ferrari dashboard is like it's not a small, it's not like a Lotus. The Ferrari no. is almost a Grand Tour at this point. The 488. It's a big car. It's a big-ish car. Yeah, it's uh for a mid-engine car. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Well, for a mid-engine car, that's supposed to be a small car. I feel like. Yeah. You don't think Ferraris aren't supposed to be these big cars unless you go to like F12 or something, but. Mm-hmm. But engine car like a V12, a Ventador, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's meant to be a big car. I saw a lime green Aventador today. Oh. Yeah. Did it work? Um. Well, I saw it for a split second, so I was like in the moment, and I was just like, oh, Aventador. So, yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> they, they could pull off crazy colors, though. Yeah, and it didn't look like a wrap. It looked like either, like, it was glossy. Shit, and, nice. Yeah, for sure. So it might have been paint, might have not been. I don't know. Yeah, I would do that with Aventador, for sure. If yeah. it was any car to do in lime green. <laughs> yeah, Lambos can pull it off. Yeah. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? Hunting. What are we taking hunting? A truck. Truck. What truck are we taking? Uh, I should still... Uh, permission. Uh, hopefully, my dad's. That's hilarious. Otherwise, we're buggered. We're gonna take. This is what's gonna happen if we can't take the truck. I'm gonna get my roof rack finally <laughs> sorted for my MR2. Get a big box for it, and then uh, Levi's gonna bring out his one series with summer tires, and then take we'll the be Honda like, Fit. Who wins? Who's gonna win? Honda Fit. Yeah. Okay. Because. I'd love clearance. to see a Honda Fit. We got the Honda Fit stuck in like no. You got the Honda Fit stuck. I got it out. No, we definitely both got it out. I got it. Yeah, stuck, no, fair enough, fair enough. I definitely got it stuck. <laughs> um, no, we want to. Yeah, I'll ask if we can take the truck and then take the Tundra. Okay, I'm really hoping it's unstoppable. Yeah, no, I'm really hoping that it's like it's snowing wherever we go. That would be really cool. Yeah. So there's like snow on the ground, and yeah. we'll just take a shovel with. Oh, yeah. Just so if oh. we get stuck, we can dig it out. Flashlight, <laughs> shovel. Yeah. Cool stuff. But, yeah, um, go out summer. Find a place to uh, hunt and off-road a bit. Hunt some uh, bears, correct? No. No. <laughs> it's definitely illegal right now. We haven't. Oh, is it really? Yeah, because um, hunting here is all seasonal, right? So you have right. certain seasons that you can and can't hunt certain right. animals. And it's definitely close season for everything right now, I believe. Except for what we're going to hunt, right? Which is open <laughs> season, like oh, 24-7. Just, yeah, just because they're nothing. Because <laughs> no one gives a shit. Yet. We're going to hunt like rabbits and squirrels, people. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make rabbits too. <laughs> uh, are we actually? I'm so down. I, I should be down. I've never had it, and people say it's really good. So I would be 100% down. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah go back to it. Jesse's house or like... I was just going to say, just do it out there. Out there, yeah. Yeah, take yeah, a pot with fire, or something yeah. and yeah. Yeah, let's do that. This is provided we get something. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm just... Honestly, I hope like... I'm just going for the experience. Like, yeah. The best... Have a good day. I would think the best time to uh, actually hunt rabbits is early morning when the sun's rising and night when the sun's actually setting, which sucks because that's actually the most difficult time to hunt and you're not allowed to shoot when the sun's down oh okay yeah um but that's kind of when rap those kinds that's when they move right during the day they just kind of chill mm-hmm. so we'll so, see though so we're gonna have to like set up a camp or something <laughs> dude i'd be down actually to just that'd be hilarious but probably not we'll probably just go for the day and but like when does the sun come up if we're leaving early we might be leaving before the sun comes up or like right around that time 
depending how far out we go. Yeah, that's okay as long as the sun's up or yeah. starting to rise when we get there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is ideal. Yeah. Um, That'll be good. Yeah. Hoping, uh, listeners, hoping to make a Roads and Traveled video. I'm, I mean, I'm going to bring the cameras along. Yeah. If if things yeah. happen, if enough things like happen and we're able to get like enough car or like car and slash road content, even if it's just like, hey, this is a really cool road. Check it out. Yeah. Like this yeah. was so and so or like however many hours away or like an hour, two hours away from Vancouver. This is what you can do in a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you I, just want to go out somewhere. Because yeah. there's, there's a there's a couple of cool places around here for not off-roading. Well, for yeah, for off-roading. Um, just like going off the pavement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to drive that far either. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, not at all. Like an hour or two and you're set. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of those roads, I feel like at least where we've taken like Subarus and stuff, most of them are just like dead ends unless you do go more than like an hour and a half ish. Yeah. If you away. want something decent then you have to put in the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like where we would shoot. If we have, like, a Subaru we're going to shoot on, like, a dirt road, right? it's going to be somewhere, and we're going to see other cars while we're shooting. Yeah, see. Every um, time. Yeah, see. <laughs> like, I know a couple of places we could go where you won't see anyone. Yeah. yeah. But then we're driving for, like, three hours. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> w- okay, what what's your limit? There and back. For, like, one-way trip, what would you be willing to drive just for on Saturday? Oh, I'll drive as far as anyone wants to go. Oh, okay. It's just as long as everyone chips in for gas. Oh, 100%. Yeah, That's ga- literally the yeah. only yeah. requirement, but I'll I'll drive. I don't gas care. bill is automatically split, for sure, yeah. yeah. And we've got, like, enough of us that's going to yeah, cost Yeah, it's not going to be that bad, yeah. No, there's, like, what, five of us? Yeah, we're yeah. fine. Um, so, yeah. That's my only sort of uh i would say stick to somewhere like two two and a half hours yeah so i was gonna say three hours maximum like yeah yeah if it was gonna be like if we saw pictures and stuff or like something right like knew it was gonna be like okay this is a good destination yeah Yeah, and we can actually get out to some pretty nice places if we drive that far yeah um the question is though do we go east or west well, yeah, do we go, like, northwest towards, like, Squamish, or do we just go east past, like, Hope? <laughs> or yeah, we'll like, have to somewhere. Google where the rabbits are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rabbit territory. Oh, your backyard. Oh, great. That helps, like. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, cool. I don't know. East or west, we'll we'll ask the lads. Yeah, we'll see uh, where we travel off to. Hopefully, listeners, you can see that soon on the channel. Or at the very <laughs> least. Actually, I was going to say you'll probably see it on, like, instagram or facebook but i don't get cell service anywhere so no you probably won't also probably won't film the actual hunt yeah well so, so to speak <laughs> yeah we're gonna i take, don't like, mind you can film me shooting i was gonna say bam me in the face but that's okay. a bit aggressive <laughs> we've talked about hunting on the show before it's yeah. fine no like yeah i don't i know um another member that was going yeah is unwilling at this point to, to uh, be on camera hunting. Yes. Which, that's fine. To each their own. Um, Whatever. What, fuck it. But Whatever. I think most people know that I'm, I hunt. So I, I don't really care anyways. If someone's upset at me for hunting, here's my point of view. That's that's what humanity used to do a couple of hundred years ago. So get used to it. Or get over it, rather. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not It's that. hunting your own meat. To cook your own meat, getting your own fresh game yeah. is way more moral than going to the supermarket 
and oh, buying yeah. a steak off of, like from the fridge. Yeah, I seriously, agree. people, I hundred percent agree. Get your and head I will straight. fight that fact <laughs> every single day of my life. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, people that go and hunt and uh, you know, like trophy hunters that hunt just for the trophy and they just leave the meat there. Yeah, that's a bit wasteful. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, you can go trophy hunt, but at least you know do something with the meat as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like if you're hunting strictly for meat, what's, what's bad? Like what's wrong about, with that? Yeah. It's healthy. Like it's literally, everyone's always going about like organic and free range uh. and stuff. <laughs> you can't get any more organic and free range yeah. than that. Exactly. Exactly. So. You, you are becoming, instead of being isolated as a human being in like, excuse me, this weird, <laughs> this weird, like modern bubble that we have yeah. going like a big city, right? Instead of being a part of that, you're basically just like becoming part of the ecosystem again. Yeah, that's a good way like of putting it. it yeah. Like it's how it's supposed to be. It's like yeah. that animal is living a natural, healthy like life immediately up until the point that it gets killed. Yeah, and, and it's not like it's it. drawn out or like no. slow. It's just it's dead. No, it's like better that. than like rounding up like ten of them into a pen and like starving them or like getting them super fat and feeding them hormones and then yeah. just like and you force them down the, yeah, yeah and, and you like, force them down like the skinny little aisle yeah and they can like see the one in front of them just got like shot in the neck but, yeah like it's like well i guess that's what's happening to me <laughs> like fuck yeah but that's our argument for hunting that's our argument for hunting yeah. <laughs> and i've never even been hunting <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i i do hope that we do get something though it's a good experience um I can't remember the first time I shot something, just because I was so young. Like, I've literally ago, been yeah. doing it my whole life. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason as well. Like that, it's just, I it's easier for me to understand it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's sad that people are so against it. Hmm. I mean, okay. Here's the thing: if you're against it and you're a vegetarian, like you don't eat meat at all, then sure, you then, right. Then I, I I'll actually listen to you. Hmm. But if you buy meat from a supermarket, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Then you actually will piss me off if you start telling me hunting is bad. Like, yeah, exactly. If you're just going to go to Safeway, get your steaks, throw them on the barbecue, yeah. and just, like, drive Ooh. your drive your Tesla that took, like, so many, like, millions of <laughs> gallons of fuel to get shipped across the ocean. and Well, that, and it's, like, extremely dirty to build it. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, not shipped across the ocean, but, you know, like... Well, the, it's being shipped probably, too. Actually, no, they come from the States, don't they? Yeah. Well, all the... I'm sure the batteries aren't made in the States. I mean, maybe that's they true. are. That's true. Maybe, but I don't know how Elon Musk operates. <laughs> Should ask him sometime. <laughs> if you're a billionaire like Elon Musk, I don't think your number one concern... Is the economy. Uh, is the or ec- the ecosystem. The probably. environment, the... Uh, it's, it's, it's money. You don't get to that point unless your number one priority is not money. Yeah, that's true. But I think Elon Musk has gotten to a place where he can put his focus, a certain percentage of his focus at least, to actually benefiting shit. Yeah, which is... Yeah, yeah. you kind of have to sacrifice now to then later be able to be like, okay, now I can give back. Yeah. Yeah, once he's dead. <laughs> and then everybody... He'll get written, written down in the history books for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Which Chapstick. is cool. Um, Segway. Sure. If you don't mind. No, not at all. Uh, we had a mini-meet. We did. Our roads untraveled mini meat. Well, we. Yeah. You and Johanna. Well, yeah. Okay. Johanna was like, <laughs> this was like on Christmas and Johanna was like, um, yeah, so I'm coming over in yeah. like a few days. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so then we planned to meet and we announced it like the day before or something yeah. just on Instagram and Facebook. Um, that was it. Like I didn't put a video out on yeah. YouTube or anything because I knew it wasn't it wasn't like a big meet. Yeah, and time of the year as well, right? Yeah, every, nobody's got their cars out. <laughs> no, no one's got their cars out. Everyone's busy with Christmas shit. Yeah. It was good though. It was good. Yeah, we met at a uh, underground parking lot. Uh, Russ came out in his daily, his CSX that you guys heard about uh, a couple That's weeks true, ago. Yeah. Um, who else did we have out? Uh, obviously Joanna was there. Um, yeah. Uh, Reese was there. Uh, and then we had an arc. Those are the only people I know by name. Oh, Jesse was there. Jesse oh yeah. Jesse there. came out. Levi brought us one series for like a hot minute. For a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had, there was a Dorito powered car. Yeah. Rotary yeah. FD, a yeah. JDM. Yeah. So that was, we had one of those. Uh, there was two, two forties. Yeah. One was an LS6 swap. One was our uh, SR20. Yeah. Well, Sylvia and 240. Sylvia and 240, yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, they're both um, S13s. Yeah. Um, what else was there? There was a Subi. Yes, STI. STI. There was... Hawkeyes. Yes. One of my favorite... That's actually my favorite generation, to be fair. Blobeye and Hawkeye are my two yes. favorites. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, who else was there? I feel like I'm missing... Oh, there was an FRS... Oh, FRS, we had we also had uh, Nathaniel and his uh, Toyota Cressida, his green yes, Cressida. That was what, actually a really cool car. That I have been in before. Really? Uh, it was at the end of my Victoria video. Right. He's, he was from Victoria, so like Johanna introduced me to him, and I rode shotgun. Uh, so it's got a 1JZ. Nice. Got about 300 horsepower, or about like 250 to 300 horsepower. Right, right. Uh, open downpipe. Jeez. Loud as all hell, <laughs> super crazy loud, and just like slammed. Static, obviously. Yeah. But just like slammed. Crazy paint job. Uh, like engine bay, nuts. We're going to film it. It's on the road. We're just waiting for like a good day. Yeah. Like everybody else that we're yeah. going to film with. <laughs> we're just like, come on, give us good days. Crescidas are actually really cool. They're pretty cool, yeah. I put a TJ in it, though. See, here's the thing I would imagine 1J parts cheaper. I would imagine. Yeah, but 1J's like blowing up. Oh, do they really? I don't know. I'm just thinking. So that's why everyone puts 2J's and things and not 1J's. I uh, think 1J's take more money to get power out of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think you can build like a stock bottom end 1J to like 800 wheel. No, there's no wheel. fucking way. Yeah, Even a 2J, I would not want to do that. No, you can. I just I wouldn't want to. Alex's is at 700 wheel horsepower right now, stock bottom end. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's That's been actually fucked. Pretty sure it's been rebuilt, but it's stock bottom end. Like I'm pretty sure pistons are stock, rods are stock, like everything is Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. what you get cuz like the 1J was a true Japanese, well, correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Um <laughs> but the 1J was a true Japanese engine whereas then the 2J was kind of like the Toyota gave um pretty much took the 1J, went to Germany and went, here, what can you do with this? Really? And that's how the 2J was born. So it's actually a German engine. <laughs> What's the story? I've ne- literally never heard that's, anything of like this before. That's, I can't remember who it was that was telling me that. I mean, but I someone believe was, it, yeah. Someone was telling me that the 2J is built in Japan, Yeah, 100% built in Japan, but it was designed in yeah. Germany or by a German team. Which is super strange because the 2J is like pretty reliable. Yeah, because it's German. Okay, German engines are like... Reliable. 
quote unquote German bullet- engines are reliable. You're right. They're electronics. Everyone's electronics are yes, shit. You're right. But what right. goes wrong on most European cars? Electronics. <laughs> yeah, the computers. Not the engines. Yeah. You're right. No, you're right. The computers yeah. shit the bed. They do like yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not worried about my engine at all in the C63. That thing, I know it'll go for a million miles. I'm worried about my wiring harness eating no. shit. That's why diesel Mercedes from, like, the 70s. They still run. They last forever. And then the computers come in. And then, you're like, yep. mid-2000s, yep. like, S-Class avoid that like yep yep <laughs> do not buy that <laughs> there was um an old oh god i can't remember what year i think early 80s diesel um mercedes right at, i'm in high school in my shop yes class. yes yep and that's uh, why i mentioned that yeah. all i did to get it running after how many years of not running was uh, i just plugged, put a new battery in it and turn the ignition on for five minutes so the uh, glow plugs would warm up. Yeah. And uh, cranked it over. What the and heck? It started. Okay, dude. <laughs> and it, it sat there idling <laughs> for like five minutes. Okay. Literally, I don't, I don't remember the last time that car ran. No. I don't think it had run for like the last 10 years. Same with that old. Uh, for those of you listening, Ulrich and I are two years separated in high school, but yeah. like all the cars that were in the shop, like none of them ran. And like I worked on the drag strip, like. A little bit, a little bit, you know. It did like everyone did a little bit, and like the old Camaros, I would just like go sit down and just like chill in them and just like enjoy being around like engines and stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. But I would never actually like. It was high school classes are like an hour long. What are you gonna really yeah, do in exactly, an hour? Exactly. On a car. Um. But yeah, and then apparently you just fix everything up. <laughs> well, the the Mercedes didn't need fixing. Yeah, it, it was. It just runs. It was neglected. Yeah. Um. But the dragster, yeah, we pulled the engine rebuilt the engine redid all the wiring for the whole thing that's crazy um yeah it's not that hard we pulled the engine in like a double block wow yeah well pulled it and got it back in in a double block okay that's crazy yeah wait just a 350 small block did you guys have a like a cherry picker or what no the school um the roof, there's like an uh, engine hoist built into the roof. Oh. Yeah. And you know, you, do you remember that? Like, so there's the bottom floor and there's the top bit that's got all the spare parts in it. Yes. I and all the drag there, wheels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it usually is. And then you just sl- slide it across. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. that's how we pulled it. And I mean, that, that Le Mans has got such a big engine bay. That 350 small block. Nothing. Like that. And it's out. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys could have done crazy things with that thing. But considering the restrictions... Yeah, because high school drag cars are restricted to 12 seconds. Yeah. Wait, so you can run a 12.01 and you'd be fine? Yeah. Okay. Or a 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a 12, yeah. But, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So with 12 that... 12-second car for a high school kid? That's That's retarded. crazy fast. That's that is retarded. Crazy fast. Yeah. The funny thing is, that same engine that... Because that engine, all that, that 350 small block was, was it was uh, a stroke... Like it had been bored out, mm-hmm. and uh, a stroker kit was put in it, mm-hmm. and um, and I think yeah, I'm pretty sure all stroker kit is, is shorter piston and a longer rod. Right, right. So it gives you way more torque. Right, right. Which is good for drag car, right? Because it's all about you got insane grip and those fatty it's slicks. Yeah. So it's a launch, right? Yeah. Um. So it was just a stroker motor, and that thing. Yeah. That that's all it was. Other than that, it was stock. Seriously? Yeah. And it could... Because that, that Le Mans is heavy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's got a cage in it. Nonetheless. But, well, it's still got a full cage yeah. in it and everything, and it's solid steel. Yeah. Like, that thing's so heavy that when you jack it up, the whole freaking frame bent. 
Um, this is really bringing me back. I'm like picturing the high school shop right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, that's cool. Um, that could do 12 seconds. And then there was a Camaro. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love that. Do you remember that? I can't remember which generation it was, but the white one. It's like the IROC Z. Oh, the shit 80s, thing. the yeah. shitty 80s. But ones. here's like the 180 thing. horsepower. Those things are light as all hell. Yeah, compared right? to other stuff, yeah. They're pretty light. Yeah. That so when I was when I graduated the year that I was graduating, that that IROC Z mm-hmm. was getting the same engine, like an, a replica engine that was in in the Le Mans. In the Le Mans. Oh was being my god. Put into the IROC Z. But that wasn't for school drag because that would do like 11 or something yeah easily yeah. apparently the ctsv for context right apparently ran the quarter in like 11.5 11.6 jeez and that's an 800 horsepower it's heavy but still yeah. like rear wheel drive yeah modern muscle car yeah <laughs> so it's fast <laughs> drag cars are fun it's it's all in the like gearing as well though right yeah gearings yeah. tires hookup giver to me like drag strip is a good you know like we do. I mean, just go hang out with your friends for a night. Have a good time. Yeah. Have some laughs. Get some passengers. Like, we're all driving slow enough cars, except for the C63. <laughs> but where you can have passengers, right? Yeah. And you I can just hang out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So how, how fast is your car going to run out? I don't I know. I don't I know. It's like it's probably in the glove box on the owner's manual. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, yeah, that was actually pretty funny. He's like, is it fast? I was like, fuck, if I know, that's why I'm here to find out. Yeah, like, and the guys at the drag strip are all like... Well, I don't know. Might be fast, might not. I've never seen that before <laughs> in my life. Uh, there were actually a couple of them there that night, though. Yeah. There were like three or four C63s there. I think the people at the drag strip probably get bitter when they see Friday Night Drags and like probably like 40% Japanese cars now, like a solid maybe 10 to 15% European cars, and the rest just muscle. old American muscle. Yeah. Yeah, that's at least for Friday night street legals. Street legals, yeah. Like anything else is a straight muscle. Yeah, all the time. Like yeah. U.S. <laughs> yeah. But that's because, like, to that's... be fair, what's better at drag racing? Yeah. CTSV I drove. Yep. Definitely the bet where I would want to drive that car drag out of strip. anywhere. Drag strip. <laughs> drag see, strip. That's what I mean. Runway, open freeway. Yeah. That car, awesome. There is one car. That I'm going to throw in the mix here. Okay. That obliterates everything when it comes to drag racing. Okay. GTR. R35 GTR. Yeah, I love how we both knew that immediately. <laughs> but, like, if you watch those, like, mile races or, like, the half-mile races and stuff, those, like, there is 2,000-horsepower twin-turbocharged Lambos. Yeah. Like, V10 Lamborghinis. And it makes them look like they're standing still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, 1,500-horsepower Vipers. It's weird. And it makes it look like they're standing still. Like 2,000 horsepower Supras. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. It's a three liter twin turbo. It's an engineering anomaly. It's not even aerodynamic. What it is? No. It's like, it's a little no. bit of a brick to be fair. You look like a, you look at like a twin turbo Aventador. You're like, that thing's going to beat everything. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. a knife. And like a, like a fat, comfortable Japanese sports car comes along. Not, I wouldn't even consider the GTR supercar. No, and it comes along. It's just like, nah, we got this. Like, yeah, and it, dual and clutch, all wheel drive. Yeah, that's done. all you need. Yeah, 
really good launch control. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. <laughs> I, they don't even use launch control in those races, to be fair. Well, yeah. It's a rolling start, right? You do a rolling start for anything above, like, I don't know, 1,200, 1,300 horsepower, probably. Yeah, I think if you try to launch control, you just blow everything. Blow everything up. Apparently, that's a big problem with the first gen, or like the first mm. iterate, first years of the R35, mm. is the tranny likes to just... Grenade. Just shit the bed, yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. No. So, I mean, that's a lot, right? F- like, physics-wise, that's a lot of energy to just instantaneously transfer to four wheels. Yeah, it's computers. Japanese people are good at that. <laughs> but isn't it funny? Like, on the on the few... I don't mean to be, like, racist. No, but like, no, no. Racist in a good way, if that's possible. Yes, yes. We're praising them. Yes, exactly. Japanese engineers are good at math. That's a simple They're fact. They're better at computers than the Germans are. Computers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's pretty crazy what that car can do. Yeah. So, speaking of crazy, mm-hmm. there's a car that's actually in the Nurburgring. Yeah. There's a car that's actually come out recently that is faster than the GTR. And uh, this is going to piss a lot of people off. Okay. But this car is actually a Honda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Honda Civic Type R. Now, here's an interesting fact about the Honda Civic. It's only going to be made in stick. Good. Only stick. As it should. I respect for that. I 100% respect for that. I'm not going to buy one. But <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> even if it comes to North America, you're not. I don't feel like you're not going to see them on the road, dude. No. It's too much of uh, like... It's a Honda. It's, it's always going to be a Honda, no matter yeah. what. You, it's a Honda. And Honda's market, like, they buy automatic transmissions. That's what they like. Yeah. For the most part, right? But to be fair, I don't see someone's grandmother buying a Honda Civic Type R. No. Because have you seen how it looks? Like, it looks gnarly. It looks, yeah, pretty, like, Stance Nation, like... <laughs> yeah, no, it does, to it's be fair. Go- it's going along that shit. path yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Functional, Fan clearly. Fanboy racer, but... But... Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, it can, it can back up its looks. Yeah. But I feel like who's going to buy that car, it's going to be the collectors. It's going to be the people who are like, okay, is this going to be limited yeah. production? Because if it is, I'm going to jump on it before they skyrocket, and I'm going to get on it. Yeah, that's true. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be limited production. Time will it's tell. A Honda. <laughs> yeah, it's a Honda. That being said, know. NSX. Yeah. That's one Honda where people go like, yeah, fuck, I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the new NSX, when you watch the videos and you watch the reviews, it's not like good. Eh, 7 out of 10, kind of across the board, right? It's yep. not blowing people's minds like yeah. the GTR did when it came out. Yeah. But I wonder if that is just because everyone's like... Like, everyone's comparing it to the GTR, and the GTR has been around for so much longer. They've been able to work the bugs out of it. Give them some time, right? Like, 7 out of 10 for right off the bat, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, for, like, the top of the top of what Honda sells to the public. Yeah. Um, And first time, it's, like, the first generation of their, like, hybrid system. Yep. Right? Yep. So, like you said, I mean, the GTRs have, like, 10 years. Yeah. The R35's been around for a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, Honda has just started working with McLaren in Formula One mm-hmm. last year. They started sometime, um, and they're doing the engines actually, engine and hybrid system because the Formula One cars have hybrid systems. Right. Right. And so that's what they're doing. So it's a McLaren chassis with a Honda engine. Interesting combination, but that's a very interesting combination. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that trickle down technology, if the NSX does well enough that they continue it, mm-hmm. I feel like. Or if they come out with another, like a new generation or whatever for it, I feel like if they're smart, which they are, they're going <laughs> to yeah. use that trickle down technology from what they learn from 
Formula One, which is essentially just crazy research and development. Yeah. And put it into the NSX. It could be a good car. Oh, so you're saying, yeah, like kind of like mm-hmm. use what they learned from like McLaren or whatever. And just from testing like, engines and hybrid systems in Formula One, right? Yeah. yeah. And saying, well, let's use that in our road car. That could work, yeah. Because that's what everyone else does. That's what Ferrari does. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird point in time right now because street cars, certain street cars with a lot of aero are faster than race cars now. Yeah. And it's like, if, if you, the only thing stopping you from legally just buying this car is just the money. Yeah. If you win the lottery, you can buy any car that's like, it's faster than like a lot of race cars out there. Yeah. You just drive it on the street. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's just okay. That's legal. <laughs> like an ACR, like a manual transmission with like 640 horsepower and like all the downforce in the world. Yeah. It's a little, little hectic there. But I would buy one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe. no. As like a fourth car, the ACR. Yeah, I was going to say, I would not buy that. If I won the lottery, that would not be the first thing I'd buy. (laughs) Well, that's another thing that we were talking about, you know, CTSV versus C63. Right. From what you hear, the new ACR, if you drive it on the street for more than half an hour, your back is just killing you. Yeah, but that's not what it's made for. No, you're right. It's a street car, sure, but it's not what it's made for. A car that's like the sixth fastest car on the Nürburgring is not going to be comfortable. No. Take what James May says. Anything tested on the Nurburgring sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. yeah. Just from a comfort standpoint, at least. Yeah, no, for sure. It's if you go down that path, it's hard to like come back. Yeah. Apparently, but I think the McLarens do a good job of that with um because they don't have uh it's all independent, right? Like yeah. they don't have sway bars. Nothing's connecting the left or the right. Yeah. So it's all just electronic. I think even the twelve C was like that. Really? Right off the get-go. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's why everybody with the 12C was like, this is a supercar you can daily. Yeah, because it's actually like you can put in comfort mode, so to speak, and it's actually comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Whereas as soon as you put sway bars and like hard springs in there and stuff, you buggered. Yeah. Yeah, you can really mess it up. Yeah. And apparently 12Cs, not so reliable after like 40,000, 50,000 kilometers. Really? Lots of people are having problems. Engine their, or uh, electronics? I don't know. Huh. I don't know, but people are just having to shell out, out, like out of warranty. People are starting to have to shell out quite a bit of money to keep the 12 C's maintained. Ooh, that's disappointing. <laughs> it is. I really like the 12 C. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at them and going like five, six years, maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe right? depending where you are in life. But now, no, I yeah. don't want that then. Also, people are saying, this really surprised me. People are saying like driving new, even not even the new 570, but right. e- like the 650, right. which was came right after the 12c the transmission apparently is just miles apart oh apparently like the t- 12c sound or feels a little bit dated now which is also really disappointing yeah but to be fair that was their f- that was their first car mm-hmm. that was mclaren's first production car yeah because they never re- they did like the mclaren f1 back mm-hmm. in the day but i don't consider that a production car really no that was more like a like a La Ferrari type thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And up, did they? The I, did they ever do anything else? I don't think they ever did anything else, did they? For the street, I don't think so. No. I think that was the only one. So to be yeah. F- yeah. So in that regard, the twelve C was their first ever production car. Yeah. And that being considered, good job. Yeah. But yeah. you know what though, the newest one that they came out with. Mm-hmm. God awful. Wait, which is the newest would- one? What, which um, one are you talking about? Robbie Dixon just bought one or ordered one. Oh, oh, the um, the P14, I believe it's yeah, called. It's fucking ugly. I need to look at it again. It's so ugly. Is this it? is okay, my opinion. Okay. This is my own opinion. 
they are I just don't like it. It looks kind of like um what car does it look like? I can't remember what it, almost like a spiker, but like an ugly spiker. I don't know. It's just not I don't yeah. they're definitely taking and this is what Sid was saying and same with um uh, head designer, lead designer, uh, Frank Stephenson, right. basically like, okay, he he very specifically, when we interviewed him, he was like, we have a very kind of, it's basically, there's not a mold. When he got to McLaren as a designer, he was like, there is kind of like a design, quote unquote, language that McLaren wanted to stick with. Right. But now after they've found so much success with the 650 and the P1 and the 675 and the Spiders and blah, blah, blah. Now they're going that with that. Now they're basically being like, Okay, you know, we can start to form, like, a further identity, right? Right, right. Um, See, the headlights on it are just so ugly. Here's the thing, though, dude. I'm not I'm not going to agree with you on the fact that it looks ugly. Okay. I don't think it looks ugly. Here's the thing, though. Look think, at that. Oh. I, think, I think the front is very Koenigsegg. It's a lot closer to a Koenigsegg. Yeah. And the back is still kind of a smash between a P1 and a 570S. The back, I don't mind. But go back to the front quickly. The back's not actually that much changed from, like, no, a 675. it hasn't. Go back to the front photo. Okay, here's my thing with it. Look at the ratio between how long the nose is and how tall the roof is. Yeah. That front windshield is gigantic. Yeah, it's a little bubbly, isn't it? That's what bugs me, I feel like. And it just looks really stubby in the front. Here's the thing, though. It'll be very... Here's with all these cars, though. It'll be very interesting to see it in person, right? Because, Fair enough, yeah. like we we're talking about the R8, I personally think the first generation R8 looks better than the current version. Oh, I, I very much did too until I saw a brand new R8 V10 Plus. On the street? Not in the street, at the dealership, standing like in the dealership. Right. Holy. <laughs> it, it's nice. You have to see its physical size for its presence to actually, like for that shape and its presence to work properly. Yes, yeah. Um, On a picture, because in a picture with lots of cars, you don't, Design and the size of the car go very much hand in hand, right? You could have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the exact same design with the same car, and if you one was like a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger, it wouldn't work. Yeah, and I feel like the angles and everything on the new R8 with the size that it is makes it a very—it's got a good presence. Sure, yeah. Um, I definitely think it has a good presence. But. Yeah, it, it, you see that I think. The previous generation was definitely more of an understated look. Yeah. Right? More of a not as aggressive. sleeper, if you could call yeah, it that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, but... No, yeah. If, if I see a first-gen Audi R8 nowadays on the street, my head does not turn. I don't blink no. an eye. Don't even notice it. No, it's like me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but the new one, I feel like... I feel like Audi was like, okay, we kind of have to make it a bit more aggressive looking. Yeah. Especially considering, like... To be fair, the RS5 was a bit more aggressive looking. Than the f- like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and it's a big difference in performance there. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it would be interesting to see the McLaren in person. Yeah, no, it would be. It's kind of like if I would imagine if you took like a Rolls Royce Phantom and shrunk it down to like a sports car size, it probably wouldn't work. No, it looks proportions. Stupid, yeah. It would look like a cheap like Kia trying to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to be that. Yeah. I would imagine, but yeah, it's one of the, it definitely you need to see cars in person, I feel like. Because, like, yeah. also the 918, like, looking at this picture of the 918, the back end of the 918, not the engine compartment, but just, like, the face of it where the license plate is. Yeah, yeah. 
not the greatest looking, just kind of back end bumper tail light wing situation going on. No, I'm going to say straight out. But yeah. when you see that car in person, it's not a very big car, and in combination with everything else that's going on on the car, yes, it, it works perfectly. It looks awesome. Yeah, like that car is stunning in person. No, but. you see, I have a lot of respect for car designers that. Think about it. They're designing the car. They've never seen it in person. Right. But somehow, in their head, they're like, yeah, I know. Well, you, you think in their head, they're going, yeah, it's going to look like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they can like kind of like draw it and take it from picture to reality in their head. There's a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah. There, there's a video, um, uh, one episode of Jay Leno's Garage, where they had the lead designer for the NSX. Right on the new one or the the new one yeah yeah the new one and she basically explained for like a good 15 20 minute okay maybe not that long but it was a decent amount and she yeah. explained a bunch of the big details on the car and like why they were this way and how the not only the scientific nature behind it of like okay we needed to make it flow like this so the air feeds into the intercoolers or whatever right, right. but also like we did this in proportion to this so it would look a certain way and that's pretty cool which is very interesting to hear i'm gonna go check that out yeah, it was good. I'll send you the episode. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't also doesn't help that she's like extremely attractive. <laughs> so it's like, well, the the new NSX is like, it's good. It's really good looking. But yeah. the first, the, like the original NSX is still better in my, yeah, in my eyes. I actually know someone that's really into cars that does not like, actually quite dislikes the NS, the old school NSX. The old one. Dislikes the rear end a lot. Really? You're not a fan? Really? No, no, no. I, I like the re- rear end. But I can see why, because you know what it is? It's dated now. Oh, 100%. The front end of, like, well, okay, the front end of, like, a one with NSX with pop-up headlights yeah. looks dated. The one, the O2 and the O5 and whatever, that looks like a modern car. Yes. But from the back, they all kind of... You can look, tell, yeah. They look kind of 80s. Yeah. I don't but, care, though. It's still bad. No, they're freaking <laughs> badass. But I could see someone... Yeah, fair enough. ...how, like, if they're not really into cars, they could be like, yeah. Oh, no, this person's into cars. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the weird part. Who is it? I'm not saying. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Um, But, yeah, to get back to it, I don't. I still don't like the McLaren. Yeah, no, fair enough. We'll have to see. Uh, yeah. I'd, it'll be a while we'll before we see one on the street. Yeah, we'll probably see it at Area 27. Yeah, Area 27. Uh, or, yeah, Auto Show Area 27, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Not too long until Area 27's open. I think sometime in March. Yeah. They start hitting it up again. So, like, a couple months. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. When's the auto show as well? Uh, like, end of April, I believe. Mm, Mar- March or April. I think it's end of April. Yeah. Try and do a Rosen Traveled Press Pass slash film auto show. I think they might actually have, like, a press day. Really? Like, I, well, I know, like, the big auto shows, like LA and New York. Right. They right. have, like, a full day ahead of time where it's like, it's close to the public, just press get in, right? Well, that'd be cool. Websites, magazines, etc. So I don't know if Vancouver International Auto Show is like... Yeah, might, yeah, yeah. maybe. Because, like, nobody does... Like, manufacturers don't do, like, unveilings at this auto show. It's not that yeah, auto show. it's not show, like right? the Geneva Auto Show or stuff no. like that, where it's like, hey, this is the hottest place to unveil a new car. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, it's more so a consumer... It's for the, the people with money in Vancouver who are like... I want to just look at everything in one day, or yeah. even without money. And I just want to sit in everything and just experience yeah. like what I can buy. And then there's like the new NSX you could finally see and the new R8. Like if you haven't been in dealership, right? The one thing that it is missing though, that other big auto shows do have is like crazy shit, like 
Wyras or yeah. Koenigseggs or like you don't really Bugattis. see LaFerraris or Bugattis. You don't see the crazy stuff like that here. No. There was a LaFerrari. There was a LaFerrari, you're right. Yeah. And there was two P one. Uh sorry, two nine eighteens. And a P one. There was and a P one. Yeah. But anything other like anything foreign. Like like you were saying, Koenigsegg, Pagani. No. Not yeah. But I don't think those even exist in North America really. Well there's probably like literally a handful of Koenigseggs in North America. I'm talking about US and Canada. Probably probably less not than, even one in Canada. I was gonna say probably less than ten in North America. Oh, easily, yeah. Koenig's eggs, for sure. And if they are, they're in private collections in a garage. Yeah. Because they're not street legal. But No, you don't think so? They're not. They're not. No, nobody not has a street legal Koenig's egg in North America. They're, it, they're, oh, it's, it's the safety. The, too much power, right? They never... Koenig's, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Koenig's egg never was like, hey, we want to sell this to the American market. We need to get past their safety standards. Yeah, they so just they, don't give a shit. And to do that, you have to crash like 20 cars. Right. And Koenigsegg's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the cars are safe. I'm sure of yeah, it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Money, like we were talking about, I don't know if this was on the podcast or not. Money solves pretty much any problem you could like. Not really, but yeah, it, does. it gives you power. Yeah. It's the bottom line. So if you have enough money, if you're like a billionaire, you can bring a Koenigsegg to North America. Yeah, you, can, you just you can can't drive it on the street. No, no, no. You just have to be like, I go to Koenigsegg and be like, I will pay for the safety testing and to get you through our safety standards from the federal government and whether that costs like a couple like 10 million 20 million dollars well essentially you have to wouldn't you have to pay for them to crash all those yeah that's what you have to do you, how much money could like, they cost? It costs like about six million, dude. Okay, well, say, <laughs> say you have like a hundred million dollars to burn, and then after that, it opens the door, so then all your friends can be like, "Well, you just paid seven million for your Koenigsegg, but I only paid, or no, you paid like forty million. I paid like <laughs> six million." <laughs> you know what? No one wants to be the if first. you if you did pay for Koenigsegg, if you went to them and said, "Listen, I'm going to pay for you yeah. to do this crash test yeah. to make them." At that point, you should just have, like, whichever Koenigsegg ever comes on in the future, you should just have free dibs on it. Yeah, probably. Like, the at the for sale and very stuff. least, they should just be like, yeah, we're coming out with a new model, do you want one? And then if you say yes, then they just, you just get it. Yeah. there. I feel like there are enough ballers in the U.S. that would buy new Koenigseggs to make it worthwhile. Yes. Here's the thing, though. For every new model that comes out, they would have to be recertified and crash-tested, so... It's not going to happen. Yeah. Because they build, like, what, 200 cars a year maximum? Yeah, I don't actually know the production numbers on those. Yeah. Probably pretty insane. Yeah, because it's all hand-built, right? Classic. Hand-built. everything. Yeah. It's nuts. I feel like we talk about Koenigsegg a lot. Koenigsegg's pretty awesome. And, yeah, I mean, it's like we're saying, like, there's none in North America. Yeah. Like I'd love to see. I, that's literally one car that I want to see in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Guess we're going to Europe. Yeah, <laughs> Nurburgring. We'll see all that shit. Not really, maybe. No, because the last time they were there, they crashed it. Oh right, the one to one. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's a lot of money. Yeah, big mistake. I can't remember what it was. They didn't really say what happened. Because it's their test driver, that young yep. guy. He, you know, you know, their test driver, their lead test driver. Mm-hmm. Probably older now, but there was a show that came out last year. He was twenty-one. Yeah, so he's twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> 22 years old, and he's Koenigsegg's head test driver. I hope he realizes what a, like, responsibility he has. I mean, I'm sure he does. Obviously, he does. Yeah, he's, like, he's but, he's pretty damn smart. Yeah. 
Because yeah. he does lots of the engineered work as well, right? For like transmission testing and all that. And then he like actually sets up the transmissions and everything. But And then actually gives Christian like actual real advice, I would imagine. Yes. Being like, Hey, I was out on the test track today and I this, this little I don't know if this is anything, but this happened and like right, right. And then Christian can probably be like, Oh, okay, that's good to hear. Like, yeah. But yeah. twenty two and you're just six million dollar cars and you're just yeah. literally driving the living shit out of them. And he looks like a normal kid when he's driving it. He's yeah. just like, yeah, meh. It's like I'm driving a Honda Fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Ulrich driving the Honda Fit. Yeah, dude. That's a good time. I guess we should wrap up pretty soon, eh? Yep. <laughs> um, oh, that's good though. No, we hit an hour. <laughs> oh, nice. That's solid. Yeah, we definitely hit an hour. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Okay, so mini meets. I want to do some more mini meets. Uh, or like car meets in general. Doesn't yeah. have to necessarily yeah. be with Johanna, but like... In the next, like, whatever, I don't know, a couple months, into the spring and summer. Yeah, when it starts warming up. And yeah, just even if it's, like, five, like seven, five to seven days notice, like a week's notice, maybe. Yeah. And just be like, hey, we're going to be at this spot. Just kind of dart around the lower mainland. Yeah, I try to stay away from a fixed location. Oh, yeah, no, next one will not be in South Surrey. Definitely not. Um, I'll do it. I don't know where I'll do it. Probably not Richmond or Vancouver, specifically. I'll probably no. do it somewhere like, I don't know, New West, Burnaby. Sure, yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody who came out, uh, to the mini meet and yeah, if you want to like hit us up on Facebook and Instagram, and then that's where you can like find out when we're going to have the next one, uh, hit us up at roads and show at gmail.com. Please send us your questions, your comments. We'll talk about your topic on the show. Um, but yeah, subscribe on YouTube. We've got cool videos coming out today. Like we were talking about 800 horsepower CTSV came out. Uh, and then hopefully we'll get a video this weekend when we go hunting. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. All right, thanks. Thanks for being on the show, Ulrich. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. All right, I'm tired. Peace, guys. See you next week. <laughs>